Ellery. Free agent wide receiver Dontrell Inman will visit the Jets. Inman paid a visit. Turn for Emmanuel Sanders came back from Achilles injury and surgery in the late season last year to play in Monday's preseason game. He was quoted after the game saying he felt amazing. And in baseball, would keep an eye on Texas and a couple of sluggers who could be out for a little while. Carlos Correa departed Monday's game for the Astros against the Tigers because of back discomfort. And lefty swing slugger Nomar Mazzara was lifted for Monday's game versus the Angels for the Texas Rangers due to left oblique tightness. Corey Kluber's been shut down for two weeks. Chris Sale for six for the Boston Red Sox. I Dan Trapper, and this has been your Fantasy Sports Radio Network news update. Stay tuned to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network for more updates at the top of every hour. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Inside Studio 34, this is the BFFs. I am Greg Sussman. I realize I'm wearing the headphones here. Um, so what's going on? Greg Sussman, Eric Young will be alongside in just a few moments. I've been told he's restarting his computer, guys. So uh, as soon as he lets me know, I will let you know. And we will make sure... Um, We'll make sure we get him going. Uh, we have a very fun show for you planned today. I was reading a lot earlier today about Darius Geis. I was reading a lot more about um, about some of these more injured players, right? Like Jarek McKinnon, people they're drafting to. And I wanted to figure out at what point does it make sense to make the plunge. There's a lot of controversial uh, players with Antonio Brown's helmet and feet. But with some of these injured guys, I wanted to try to discuss with Eric when it makes sense to draft them. Suspended players as well, right? Like a uh, uh, Golden Tate, like when are you doing that? Kareem Hunt, if and when are you doing that? I think these are the questions that we wanted to try to answer uh, on today's show when it comes to both the snake, uh, about the snake and the auction format. So that's, that's the plan uh, on, on today's show. We're also going to, of course, answer your questions here uh, through our YouTube chat. We'll make sure that we got everything going on. Everyone has their drafts going on uh, as we speak, and I want to make sure we're doing our best to help you guys out. That's ultimately ultimately what we are here for. Um, Can't talk baseball, though, so sorry about the Carlos Correa injury. Um, But as soon as we hear more on any injury, we're going to explain where we would take him. The latest on Tyreek Hill, who missed today's practice, was that uh, it was a personal issue, so hopefully nothing to see there. Um, the biggest controversy of the day, and I want to get into this before Eric joins us, is, of course, Daniel Jones and Baker Mayfield, because Baker Mayfield just can't keep his mouth shut. And it's really phony that this happens today, because today on my time hop, I saw... Me defending Johnny Manziel 
Because people are criticizing him for going like this, right? The Johnny Manziel symbol. I go, well, how does that affect his ability to throw a football? And the answer is it doesn't. And sure, as a Giants fan, I want Baker Mayfield to mind his own business. Like, what do the Giants do? What does it have anything to do with his ability to throw a football? Nothing. But that's the Baker Mayfield character. That's who he's playing. And that's who he wants to be. So he's going to create headlines. He'll create storylines. He'll make it about Baker. But ultimately, does this affect Baker Mayfield on the field anyway? No. Does this affect the Giants and Daniel Jones anyway? No. And Pat Shermer said it just a few moments ago. He's like, I don't really care what Odell and Baker Mayfield have to say. We've been through this already. People have talked before about um, people have talked before about where we took Daniel Jones. None of that matters. Like that's awesome that da- that Baker Mayfield was shocked they did it, and you got to win in college. And there is some truth to that. It's very rare that quarterbacks come to the NFL with a losing record in college as a starting quarterback and are successful. But it's happened. There's exceptions to every rule. John Elway being a prime example of that. So do I really care what Baker Mayfield is saying? No. Do I really care any more about where the Giants took Daniel Jones, even after my rant? No. None of that ultimately matters anymore. The only thing that matters is wins and losses. The only thing that matters is will you be able to look in the mirror at the end of the game and be like, hey, I played well. And throughout the preseason, for the most part, Daniel Jones has done that. He's played well. I'm not going off and comparing Baker Mayfield and Daniel Jones. There's no point in doing that. And it's not even like the Giants passed on Baker Mayfield for him to be all ticked off, right? Like, Draymond Green keeps the list of the teams that passed over him and remembers it. And he remembers it to this day. Baker Mayfield can't do that with the Giants because they didn't pass over him. Would Baker Mayfield have been happier if they would have taken Sam Darnold? Because he had a winning record? Who cares, man? What does this have to do with you? The Giants don't even play in your division. They don't even play in your damn conference. It doesn't matter. But as the New York media, we got to cover it because it's Baker Mayfield, the Heisman Trophy winner, because he plays with Odell. We got to cover it. Next year at the Meadowlands, when the Browns play the Giants, that will be a story. That will matter. I'll worry about this, that next year. For now, I'm going to worry about how Daniel Jones looks on the field. Danny Dimes, as a Giants fan. I'm going to worry about him controlling the turnover issue, not holding the ball too long. He throws a nice deep ball. He can move. I know all that. It's the other issues on the field that I'm going to worry about. It's the other issues that I'm going to be concerned about. Not what Baker Mayfield's saying. Baker Mayfield's brash. That's his brand. He likes joshing with Odell. He can't believe the Giants traded away Odell. Well, Baker, let's see if you can stand upright with Kevin Zeitler now sitting here playing right guard for the New York Giants. It's going to be tough to throw at Odell when you're not standing upright. I don't know if it will be that easy. I don't know if you're going to have the same amount of success your second time through the league. Football's not an easy game. So, do I think less of Baker Mayfield because he started talking crap about Daniel Jones and the Giants? No. Do I want to drop him down as a fantasy selection? No. Does it affect my opinion on Daniel Jones? No. Does it matter? No. It doesn't matter. We got a cover. It's New York, it's Baker, and it's Odell.
The good news is, he's not injured. So no more talk on Daniel Jones. No more talk on Baker Mayfield. When we come back here on the BFFs, EY joins us, and instead, we discuss some injured players that can help or destroy your fantasy football teams. A lot more coming to BFFs, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, back here with you on the BFFs. It's Greg Sussman alongside Eric Young. EY, what's happening, man? I made it. I made it. Uh, technology, not my forefront, uh, not exactly my uh, my greatest trait, but uh, I figured it out, and uh, and I'm here, man. Glad to be here. I didn't even realize you were going back to work yesterday. I was like, oh, where the hell is EY? And, that was, and you're like, oh, I'm working. I'm like, oh, it's Monday. I, I forgot. Uh, I, my work really gets in the way. Yeah, that work gets in the way for all of us, man. How are you? How was your weekend? What's going on? It's great, man. I mean, we're creeping closer and closer to, to fantasy season, football season. I mean, this is truly the best time of year. As soon as my draft prep and all my drafts are done here, I start prepping for hockey. So I right back in, right back into the boiling pot. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I'm super pumped. I, I was telling you yesterday, I'm doing uh, the telethon with the guys awesome. from CBS. I'm going down to Fort Lauderdale to be part of that, raise money for St. Jude, talk fantasy, hang out with a bunch of icons of uh, fantasy sports and fantasy football. And it's going to be super cool, man. I can't wait. Yeah, that's awesome. It's a great, great cause for St. Jude. That's on Thursday, the telethon, right? Yeah, Thursday. Uh, I think it's noon to six. Beautiful. Yeah, noon to six. Very, very awesome. CBS will have you covered there. EY will be a part of it representing the BFFs. So it's really, uh, really great stuff. I had two drafts over the weekend, EY. I think including one with Frank when he was in Poland and I drafted myself. So I feel oh, very good go. about it. Good. How does Frank feel? Uh, you know, so Frank has no Wi-Fi. So he's basically... I made a draft board for him that he could um, that he was able to access with or without Wi-Fi once soon as he like opened the email up for the first time. Yep. So now he has, of course, questions. But like at the time, he was really happy. He was a little drunk when he saw it initially, but yeah. um, he was happy. So Good. you know, whatever. I haven't talked to you in a while, so I want to get your thoughts on a lot of different things just to throw it off somebody. But let me start with Josh Gordon, extremely talented player. He's back. This news broke um, late Friday night. And I talked about how we actually drafted him in the draft, but I haven't exactly talked uh, to you about it, what you think of him, where you have him in your rankings. What do you think of Josh Gordon going forward? Yeah, I think he is a super talented player, but the reality is he hasn't been playing football. Yeah. You mean, like, I mean, like you can't expect this guy to, to walk in. And I mean, and lifting weights and working out by yourself, it's not the same thing. I, I'm, I'm telling you, everyone's going to expect. And I mean, I think he, he'll be fine up draft boards. I mean, he'll probably be going in what? I don't, I haven't done a draft since he okay. uh, was reinstated. But I mean, where is he going? Is he going in between the fourth and sixth round, probably? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and I think it, it might even raise because people are excited because of what he did. But I mean, if you look, you know, I was kind of looking into it a little bit this week or uh, yesterday when I was at the building. And the truth is, is like, I mean, even when he did play last time, he wasn't great. And I don't think he was worth a, a, a you know, a fourth round draft pick at this point. He's two years older. He hasn't been practicing. He hasn't been playing. He, I mean, he's shown chemistry with Brady, but 
they haven't been practicing it. And, and if anybody is a rhythm passer in the NFL, it's Tom Brady. Yeah, no question about it. And we've talked a lot about James White and Julian Edelman and how they are the two guys that you need to focus on with this New England offense because that's who Brady's comfortable with. And while Josh Gordon wasn't a superstar with New England, having a familiarity with Tom Brady is going to help. We took Josh Gordon in the sixth round. I have him ranked so you know, Eric. I have Josh Gordon ranked... Uh, as my number 25 wide receiver, we took him in the sixth round over the weekend. I actually, uh, I haven't had time to, to look at my rankings, so he would be in there somewhere, but he'll be way down. I will have to move him up since he's reinstated and going to play. The reality is, is I, I mean, I'm probably not going to have him on any of my teams. Someone is going to like him more than I'm going to like him. Plus, I was reading this morning, Demarius Thomas is being taken off the PUP or, or supposed to be taken off the PUP, and that's more competition on the outside for him. I mean, they're not the same player, um, but, I mean, the reality is, is I mean, there's only one football. Welker, James White, Sonny Michelle, they're saying, is going to catch a bunch of balls. So we'll see. I mean, someone's got to play wide receiver on the outside for them. So it probably will be Josh Gordon. As long as you can stay on the field, it will be Josh Gordon. That's why before the Josh Gordon news kind of broke, I was going back and forth with Nikhil Harry here a little bit, man. Like I was thinking about someone's going to be on the outside. And that's why Harry was creeping up my draft board. Obviously now with Josh Gordon back in the fold, Gordon crept up. And you know, he's talented in the sixth round as a wide receiver three. I think it's fine. Yeah, mixed reviews for Harry uh, through training camp. One day you're hearing one thing, one day you're hearing another. I mean, the truth is, is, is he's a rookie, and we don't know. And we know that uh, Belichick's system is not the easiest. Uh, we know, uh, you know, ad- advanced players, really good players like Chad Johnson went there and couldn't grasp it. So, I mean, that, that'll be a big telltale sign is can Nikhil Harry learn the playbook and, and learn the scheme and, and get on the page with Tom Brady? Because in the end, this all runs through him. You know, it, it all runs through Tom Brady. He's going to dictate who gets the ball, when they get the ball, how they get the ball. And like I said, if anything, he's the top rhythm passer. What I mean by rhythm path passer is, is he's throwing to where you're supposed to be. He's not throwing it at you. He doesn't have great arm talent as a quarterback. And every year his arm seems to, to diminish a little bit, but what he does have is, is great vision, uh, and just knowledge of the system and knowing where guys are supposed to be. And if you can't learn to be where you're supposed to be, he's not going to throw you the ball. So uh, Harry is another guy that, that I'm just probably not drafting because he's a rookie in a, in a very complex system. You're absolutely right. A lot of rookies have a lot of trouble in Bill Belichick's offense, and Josh Gordon is going to be somebody that you don't have to worry about because he's experienced it. He's been around the league. Nikhil Harry, on the other hand, well... He hasn't. Now, Julian Edelman, I want to talk about some of these injured players. Julian Edelman was activated off the non-football injury list. He had a broken thumb. He now has, what, today is August 20th. He now has some time to get healthy before opening day. He's got like two or three weeks. That should be plenty of time now that he's back. Yeah, I've got him as my wide receiver, uh, 13-14. He's right in there with... uh, Kenny Galladay, Amari Cooper. I got uh, Tyler Lockett above him, Mike Williams above him. Wow. Um, be- okay. Yeah, Mike, Mike Williams went way up uh, when when um, Keenan Allen, Allen got hurt. Yeah. Got hurt. So uh, Mike Williams is a guy that I believe could get off to a big start here. He's a guy that I've had higher than most. Um, I just think he's 
he's more of a prototypical outside wide receiver and someone that Philip Rivers can can really chuck the ball to. Allen is maybe the most technical route runner and best route runner in the league, but he is not fast. He's not a big, big body. Uh, so, I mean, everyone's saying that Mike Williams – um, touchdowns will regress. I don't. I think it's the complete opposite. I think his touchdowns are going to go up. Wow, that's why EY has Mike Williams so high up. I have Julian Edelman uh, with Amari Cooper with Stephon Diggs. I have him right in that range. He's my wide receiver thirteen uh, as well. So he's right. I, I have him in the same spot. The Mike Williams thing. I have Tyler Lockett a little bit lower. Mike Williams is interesting because no one's really talking about this Keenan Allen injury. How far down have you moved Keenan Allen? Oh, geez, he's down to. Let me see here. Um, quite a ways. He, I got him below DJ Moore and oh my uh, god, Corey Davis, fifty-five. Wow, fifty-five overall. Overall, for why did yeah, you why did you move him so far down? He's hurt. I mean, like he, I mean, he's he, he's he's not going to play. And if he does, he's he's going to be hobbled. And this is a guy that's hurt all the time. Listen, this is a guy I've had on a ton of my teams. Right, I have him on my teams every year. But I do believe that with Eckler. If Eckler starts okay. uh, and Eckler plays, he's going to take a lot of those midfield catches. And Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry is my number four uh, tight end. And yep. if I put him there, I have to diminish Allen because he's not going to have as many catches. But don't you have to diminish Mike Williams too, though? Not for me because that's not what Mike Williams does. Mike Williams is, is, is the outside receiver. Sure. He's, he's not catching the ball over the middle of the field, although he can do that. He proved last year he could do it, but he's he's the he's the goal line outside guy. So, yeah, I, I feel like Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen, they work the same areas of the field. So just the fact that I have Hunter Henry so high and I believe in him so much, I, I like Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen was up above Mike Williams and all those guys, but him being hurt, man, it is just if I'm drafting today, that's where I'm taking him. It's really interesting you say being hurt and how it just affects him going all the way down to 55 overall. Throughout today's show, we're going to talk about some of these hurt guys, EY, because it sounds like you were just very out on all of them. You don't want to take that risk that, hey, they'll be healthy, we think. EY, it's, we're going to talk some injury optimism, injury pessimism, and see exactly where it takes us here. Keenan Allen has fallen all the way down for you. For me, I haven't dropped him really at all yet. Uh, from everything I've read, he's going to be fine for the regular season. Admittedly, I'm a Keenan Allen guy, so we'll see where that takes us. Yeah, I love Keenan Allen too, but I mean, the reality is, is injuries are scary, and you don't have to take that player. There's somebody else on around him that's healthy that could be just as good so more injury issues coming our way when we come back what does EY think of the Washington running game well tell us next From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Become the eighth person with a million dollars in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament setting their lineups using DailyRoto.com's DFS Lineup Optimizer. Join the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS using DailyRoto.com. If you're playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, 
you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the annual NFL annual pass with faster optimizers, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION with a 10% discount. DailyRoder.com, where millionaires are made. Back with you, it's Eric Young, it's Greg Sussman, and I wanted to get into more injuries, especially after how, hearing how far you wound up dropping Keenan Allen. And that brings me to the Washington football team, where we've heard about Darius Geis for two years now. He was an early-round selection in last year's draft. Fantasy owners were very excited about him. He tears his ACL. He has setback after setback, but now it looks to be all clear. Now, we haven't heard he's been fully cleared, but it looks like Jay Gruden's going to get him into a game, get him a few touches here this week. Darius Geis is going around the seventh round in drafts. Where are you comfortable drafting him? Yeah, I mean, I got him right around there, sixth or seventh. Um, Adrian Peterson is one of my favorite all-time football players, one of my favorite guys to watch run. Um, But the reality is, is father time is undefeated, and I don't care how superhuman he is. Geis is a guy that was going super high. He was a guy that I had really, really high um, during his rookie season. Um, they, They drafted him high. So he's got, you know, the high draft uh, equity. Also, uh, like I said, is, is Peterson can't, he, I don't think he can carry a full load. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm not moving him right now because we haven't seen him play football. Uh, but I, I'll be curious to see the preseason, how many snaps they give him, if he plays with the ones, if he plays with the twos, h- how he looks. Like, it's uh, it's very interesting. I said I heard that interview with him, and he's saying in his entire life of playing competitive football he's never missed the game this was his first serious injury that's a uh, that's something you know what i mean that's that's really something you can't just say i mean he leaves a sour taste in your mouth i was a guy that drafted him to be one of my starting running backs and he got hurt and 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 i was stuck trying to fill that hole all year and you know how that is and that's how i am with injuries is the truth is is the draft is the only time where you can make a decision to avoid those things rather than have to scramble to make that ground up. You don't need to take the players that are hurt. You can take anybody around them. I mean, of course, at some point, all these players become uh, valuable at some point in the draft, but I don't have to take Keenan Allen. I don't have to take Darius, Darius guys. I don't, you know, I'm not stuck with those guys yet. I don't have to make that decision to be stuck with them. So I'm not saying to not draft players that are injured or banged up. I'm just saying, take it into consideration. If you're going, oh man, do, do I take, uh, do I take Julian Edelman or do I take, take Keenan Allen? Right now I'm taking Julian Edelman because sure. he's, he's playing and practicing. Well, he just now is playing and practicing, right? Yeah, and I just think he's a bigger part of the offense. Keenan Allen has been a massive part of the offense, but they have a bunch of pieces there now. Totally agree. There are a lot of pieces with the Los Angeles Chargers. With New England, it's less. And that's why I brought up Darius Geis, because of how talented he is, where you had him last year, and Adrian Peterson slowing down, unbelievably so. Now, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... um, There's a lot of... Pieces in that Washington backfield with AP, with Chris Thompson. But doesn't Darius Geis kind of feel like, Eric, that if you have him and you hold on to him, he could kind of be a league winner, like surpass AP, surpass Chris Thompson, and kind of do his thing? Yeah, I believe it, it, it's kind of the same situation, not on uh, on such a potent offense, but um, it's just like the, the um, Philadelphia 
Eagles. Sure, Miles it, Sanders. It, it, yeah. yeah, Miles Sanders. I think if you can, if you like, he might not be week one. He might not even be, uh, you know, uh, hugely used week two, three, four. But I think if you can hold him plus week four or five and on, they're going to have no choice but to give this guy more carries. Yes, the other backs will play. That's what Doug Peterson does. They don't pay money uh, to Darren Sproles to bring him in to sit on the bench. He's going to catch balls. You know, I mean, they're going to use the other backs, but I think Miles Sanders could be the guy there. And the same thing with Darius Geis. Darius Geis could be the bell cow guy here, and Chris Thompson is the guy that comes in if AB or AP gets beat up or or uh, is very slowed down because of his age. Geis could be a big time grab at that that late in the draft. Totally, totally agree. Darius Geis being somebody that you can grab and and you could hope. And you mentioned Miles Sanders with the Eagles. Devin Singletary is another one with the Bills, right? Where it's like you got a thirty six year old in front of him, you got Lashawn McCoy in front of him. Devin Singletary, one of these guys that could be a league winner. And I saw it in the draft this weekend with the player that went zero RBEY. They took all these guys. They took um, Justice Hill, Devin Singletary. They were doing all, Darius Geis to try and play zero RB and figure it out later in the year, putting yourself in a good spot. Uh, definitely a strategy uh, that could be worth conveying. Now, Emmanuel Sanders last night proved he was healthy as we get into last night's preseason game. He looked good, man. I know you were you were yeah. working during this time, but Emmanuel Sanders looked good. Yeah, I saw some of the highlights uh, on, on Twitter and stuff this morning. Is the truth is is like I, I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to move him up. Yeah. Um, I, I was a guy that's saying you know he, he's older, the Achilles, <laughs> modern medicine changes every day, and the truth is 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 every single person, every single athlete is going to respond differently. This is this is a freak freak recovery by someone that's the age of Emmanuel Sanders. Um, but it, I mean, he's obviously, if he's not a hundred percent, he's real close to it. And he looked awesome. Yeah. He looked really amazing, man. Like he, he, he looked incredible. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders last night coming out of the back there, they caught a long pass that was ultimately called back. Uh, Emmanuel San Emmanuel Sanders. Um, I don't want to say hasn't lost a step from this Achilles there, but he looked really good, and as we've seen, Joe Flacco is going to target the veteran wide receiver. Going back to Steve Smith's Achilles tear, right? Like, you target him incessantly. And sure, you saw a little bit to Cortland Sutton, but with Emmanuel Sanders being back healthy, I have targeted him in every draft that I've been in. I have him ranked as my number 40 wide receiver, and I love the value that you're getting there. He doesn't cost you anything. Uh, in the GST draft from over the weekend, uh, I drafted Emmanuel Sanders here in the 10th round. It didn't really cost me all that much. In the auction, I spent like $2 on him. It's a great price, man, for Joe Flacco because you know he's going to rely on him. Yeah, and the price after after this week, yeah, the price yeah. isn't going to stay there. You're absolutely I mean, right. Like week week, week three, he's going, right. he's going to get more snaps. He's going to get more catches. And, and his, if he does has a repeat performance, it's going to skyrocket. So if you can get him you know, later on, Get him now, because I think, I mean, the reality is, is I think Emmanuel Sanders is literally the perfect receiver for what Joe Flacco does. Yep, Emmanuel Sanders can be all over the field from the slot uh, to out wide. He does a little bit of ever. He does a little bit of everything, and Emmanuel um, Sanders certainly somebody that is worth moving up in your fantasy drafts. That's why I've coveted him, and everybody saw unfortunately last night some of the benefits of ben- of drafting a little bit earlier rather than late. Let's continue on, Eric, talking about some of these. Injured players and what and suspended players and what we do with them. And that brings me to Golden Tate. 
because I haven't touched Golden Tate this year. He's suspended for four games. And I'm like, I don't really want to mess with this. And somebody drafted him in an auction. And I was like, oh, I got great value here. I'm like, did you? He's suspended for the first four games. And in the snake draft, as I look for it, in the snake draft over the weekend, Golden Tate went in the 10th round. Same round as Emmanuel Sanders. Would you draft Golden Tate this year? In the 10th round, yeah. I, th- I, I think, you know, I, I would think about it. He is going to miss four games. But, I mean, he will be part of the offense. The truth is, is like, name another receiver. I mean, of course, me and you can, but an average person right. can't name more than two receivers. Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate. And you, Golden name Tate's Evan, not you, name, play. and you can name Evan Ingram. Yeah, and Evan Ingram. That's the, the part that worries me. Is, you know, Golden Tate, he went to the Eagles. You know, they're a great offense. But the truth is there's all kind. there was, you know, three or four other guys that do what Golden Tate does. Evan Ingram, and they're not the same size, but they do roam that same area of the field. So I don't think he's going to be the the PPR darling that he's been before, but he will be used. Um, he's proven that he can be effective. Yards after the catch is kind of his his specialty. He's not going to catch a bunch of bombs, but he's going to gain you a bunch of yards and, and get you a bunch of catches. So in a PPR, round 10, Golden Tate, you know, I mean, you could do worse. But the, the fact is, is four games, that's you know, almost a quarter of the season. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I dealt with it last year with Mark Ingram where I took him and I waited the four games and people did it the year before with Doug Martin. Four games hurt, man. The four games really hurt. It's really, really frustrating because when you're sitting there, like, all right, if you're 2-2, two and two, it's fine. And it's a little bit different because Mark Ingram costs you a lot more than a 10th-round pick. When you do it in the 10th, it's a lot easier than doing what we had to do for Doug Martin and Mark Ingram. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the truth is, is you got that your other players have to hit. There's guys that are on your rosters right now that come week two, they're not going to be there. You're going to drop them because of injury, because of poor performance. The team looks bad. They're 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 not what you thought. So you I mean you're going to have to clear those guys out, um, or, or there's going to be cases where you're going to have Geis or or Miles Sanders or someone like that where you believe in this player, but he's not doing anything now. Having two or three of those guys and you get you know you got a thin bench already, it's tough. Four weeks is it, it, especially if you're not winning, it can seem like an eternity. Absolutely, man. It, it, four weeks. If you're sitting there at one and three, you're sitting there at zero and four. You're like done. You're, you're absolutely yeah. done. And again, doing it in the 10th round is a lot different than doing it earlier on when you had Mark Ingram and whatnot. But it's very, very tough to come back from that um, when you're stuck already deep in a hole. Um, Will Fuller's a guy that is always injured. But right now, he's healthy. His teammate is Kiki QT. He's not. You and I were both very high on Kiki. I know we have about 30 seconds before the break. Where are you drafting Kiki now? Uh, I still have him very high. I think I dropped him down a bit because of the injury, but I don't. I believe uh, some of the stuff I've re- re- uh, read is it's not super serious. Will Fuller is there, but he is more injury prone, I believe, and they play different position. Slot receivers are the way to be in the NFL. That's the way it's going. He's going to catch a ton of balls, and the truth is, is this guy has unbelievable 40 time, can catch the deep ball, and I want to see that part of his game, and that's what I'm hoping on this year. We have more with Eric Young when we return here on the BFFs. 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I always loved this video, as Frank knows. This is classic Britney Spears. Toxic man? He's in the airplane? Were you a Britney Spears person? Uh, I like to look at her. Yes, yes, that's what I mean. That's that's pretty much where it ended. Yeah, I I, I get it. She couldn't really sing. But a lot of uh, good childhood memories of watching Britney Spears. I'm going to stop now. Yeah, yep. my wife just got that. Yep, I'm going to stop that right now. Back with you uh, on on the on the BFFs. I have uh, I have my rankings open. I have the our YouTube uh, chat here open, chatting along with you. And Eric, you have a draft coming up in like 15 minutes. What's up with that? Yeah, it's uh, for the CB uh, CBS Telethon uh, with uh, uh, Jake Seeley, Jamie Eisenberg, Nando Defino, uh, Keith Hum, uh, Keith Keith. Cummings, Keith Cummings, Jesus, that was a mouthful. Uh, Adam Azer, a bunch of the guys are are, are doing it. So uh, Chris Harris. Uh, so we're gonna do the draft, and that way we kind of have something to to thread throughout the the day tomorrow to have something to talk about. Uh, trash talking, and 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 there's a bunch of ideas. It's it's uh it sounds like it's gonna be a pretty good time, man. I'm really looking forward to it. And like you said, it's for a great cause. Absolutely. If you guys want some fantasy advice? Call up the telethon. Talk to me, talk to to Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, Chris Harris. These guys all know what they're doing, and and I'll be there too. Absolutely, man. It's going to be a great cause, CBS Telethon, on Thursday. you got this draft going on uh, starting in a little bit. In a little bit. What pick do you have? I've got number two. Number two. Have you had that yet? No, no. I, I, I uh, that in, in the WWE League with uh, Seth Rollins Seth, won yeah. it last year. Right. Um, I'm I'm number one this year. Wow. So pick pick number one, uh, hand selected out of uh, Jerry King Waller's crown. That's how we did the draft order this year. He picked all the picks and he picked uh, my name out of the out of the crown last. That's so a kind of a cool story. Was that what you? Was that last night you guys did that? Yeah, yesterday we did it during the day. Oh, that's that's awesome. That's awesome. Out of the cherry. So you uh you owe the king you owe the king something. Yeah, yeah. I mean he knows how to pick him. King's a good dude. There you go. He did he did everything you could have possibly asked for. I am having so much trouble with my Mac right now. I'm trying to get my freaking rankings open and it like won't let me do it. It's like very frustrating. All right, there we go. King knows how to pick him, man. King knows how to pick him. Number one overall is Eric Young. When's that draft? That is, let me think, uh the t- morning of the twenty third. Like 10 a.m. A bunch of the guys will be in South America. Okay. Um, so, uh, but that's, uh, the, they're on Central Time. So, South America and Tennessee on the same time, in case you didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. So, that's great. So, a bunch of guys will be in South America. You said Seth's auto drafting, right? Yeah, he's he's uh, he's gonna be super busy that day. Uh, he said he might be able to use his phone, um, but, but he, he's probably gonna do auto draft, which, I mean, there's a uh, you know a couple jelly beans on the line in this league, and uh, that's what happens when you play with a bunch of people that are on TV and sure. and and have money. So it's uh, 
Auto draft is maybe the bravest thing a human being can do. That's insane. Like I can say, I guess he's supposed to like media and he has to do. I can just see him in an interview, just staring at his phone, pressing buttons. You're like, what are you doing, yeah. sir? Nothing. Uh, like, we said, like we said early on, work can really get in the way. Oh my god, that's right. Work, work really bites in the most important ways. That's why I keep staring at my computer uh, for work getting in the way. Let's speak. If we're talking about injured players, we got to talk about your boy, and that is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, once again, will not be practicing this week as he is balancing both pain management uh, with figuring out what this is. How nervous are you about week one for Andrew Luck? Really nervous, man. I mean, the truth is, is uh, I feel like I'm, I'm the, the Andrew Luck detractor, and that is just not the truth. I'm just calling it like I see it. They did this to us two years ago. Uh, even the start of the year last year, he wasn't 100%. It took him a couple weeks to get up and running and to be the Andrew Luck that we know. Right now, he is not a football player. He's not practicing. People go, oh, well, he's throwing the ball. He's not throwing the ball. He's passing it back and forth like a five-year-old and his dad in the front yard. That is not what an NFL quarterback does. He's not running. He's not rolling out. He's not, you know, he's not doing any of that. He's not taking snaps from under center. He's not taking snaps from the shotgun because his injury is stopping him from doing that. He's not a football player. And I know that he's still going high. He's a guy that I will not touch. I mean, okay. Yes. If he's still there and like, you know, I can take him at the, I've already got a quarterback and he's somehow still there in the 13th or 14th round. Then I take him because maybe he plays and maybe he's, he's as good as everyone thinks, but right now he's not a football player. So stay away from him. Yeah. Andrew Luck, he's not a football player. You got to stay away from him. And I think Eric, you're going to have to stay away from other Indianapolis Colts as well. I saw Marlon Mack in my auction. And I said this yesterday, he went for like $39 and I couldn't believe it because Andrew Luck's not healthy. And if Andrew Luck's not healthy, I get how great this offensive line is. But they're going to be down in games. That means it's Naheem Hines' turn. Yeah, Mar- Mar- Marlon Mack is the guy. I did drop all of them, but yep. Marlon Mack, for me, he suffered the worst. Yeah. Look, they're, they're going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to run the yeah, ball. Okay. They're yep. not going to want the ball in, Co- in Jacoby Brissett's. Okay. Like he hasn't proved as a player. He's a way better quarterback and athlete than I'll ever be. But the truth is that Jacoby Brissett is not a good NFL quarterback. Right. He's just not. And, and, and the pass catchers uh, are, are going to suffer the consequences. There's no way around it. I don't care what you say about the offensive line, this and that. Jacoby Brissett is not Andrew Luck. Marlon Mack, I mean, to me, I might even have to move him up, you know, because they're going to want to run the ball. That's going to be more carries for him. They're going to want to control it. You're Their moving defense him up. is much oh, okay. improved. Yeah, I, I'm. Marlon Mack is one of the best running backs in the league. Um, and I, I'm, I'm lower on him than most, but I'm feeling that I might have to move him up just because of the fact that the more I think about it, like they're going to want to hold the ball. They're going to want to control the ball and not have Jacoby Brissett throw it that much. Yeah. I mean, he minds could get a huge bump here. It, it may, I mean, it makes sense. Um, because of how good that offensive line is, you're going to go with what you know, what works, run the football. And this line should create holes. It's a, it's a point I hadn't thought of. To me, because of Jacoby Brissett, they were going to be down a, a crap ton and have to throw and be forced to use Jacoby Brissett. But that's an interesting take I didn't, I didn't really consider. Yeah, and, and the, we know that Jacoby Brissett can run the ball too. That always helps. Um, the truth is, is the defense have to 
uh, scheme for him definitely. I know Andrew Luck is mobile, but he he uh, won't run and scramble unless he, it's really called or he has to. He's gotten more and more away from that, as all quarterbacks do. He doesn't want to have to rely on his legs, but he will use them to make plays. Jacoby Brissett uh, will run, I think, more often than Andrew Luck will, which sure. also helps the running backs. Always does. And that's what and that's what we said with Justice Hill uh, and with Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram as well, uh, with the Ravens. And that's why I think a lot of people like Devin Singletary as well with, with Josh Allen, who's an un, not unheralded, but certainly farther down on draft boards than both Kyler Murray um, and Lamar Jackson are. Excuse me. Uh, you, you said you hadn't watched last night's preseason game. You saw some highlights on Twitter. What did you see thus far? Uh, basically just the, the Sanders catch, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's basically the only thing. Uh, and I'll say, man, that that's a, that's a hell of a throw by Joe Flacco. Yes, it is. We know, you know, know, you know, Flacco has an arm though. Like that's not a surprise. Yeah. And I've always said that, like, I remember him coming out. He was, uh, out of the, there was three or four big time quarterbacks and he was one of those guys. He was from, uh, Delaware, a small school and nobody knew, but he had that. What they were basically saying was, is he was. Crazy, crazy arm talent. Um, not really what he's known for, but we know that he can throw the ball. He's, I mean, he. I remember out of that rookie combine, he was the one that threw the ball the farthest in some competition they had. Absolutely. Now, the, um, the problem is Joe Flacco can't move. So yeah. if the offensive line for Denver is porous, then he's screwed. Ultimately, we saw it with Baltimore last year that the reason they made the playoffs was Lamar Jackson. He was able to move around the pocket and make up for a porous offensive line. If that's the case in Denver, Joe Flacco's screwed. Same with all the weapons from Deshaun Hamilton to Cortland Sutton to certainly Emmanuel Sanders as well. Yeah, yeah, that's scary for Joe Flacco. Yep. He is a, a, a statue in the plainest sense of the word. But um, that's a good throw. I mean, the, the, the wide receiver core there shaping into place. Royce Freeman and Philip Lindsay, uh, they got theoretic. He's hurt right now, but eventually, I mean, we know that he's a good pass catcher. Everyone was super, super high on Noah Fant saying he's this freak athlete. He's going to, he's going to be play right away. There hasn't been a lot of, uh, good discussions about Noah Fant, um, saying that he, he he's kind of lazy, uh, and doesn't really know the playbook. If you can't block, you can't play tight end. Um, and, and I don't know who else is going to play tight end there. Yeah, you know, it's we'll see how serious that injury is um, to Noah Fan. It doesn't look like it's 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 extreme, but we'll see um, ultimately what happens with the uh, Denver Broncos, and we'll see if Noah Fan can get back and get ready and be healthy. Continuing on here, looking at some of these injured players and what we do with them, I want to actually stay at the tight end position because I drafted as my starting tight end in my auction league, as I told you I would, Eric Delaney Walker. Because he's injured, but healthy and practicing and playing. And once again, he's going to be one of Marcus Mariota or Ryan Tannehill's favorite targets. Yeah, I think the the last preseason game was pretty telling of that. Um, He didn't do a whole lot, but there was like the the first drive, Mariota threw the ball to Adam Humphreys like six or eight times. Um, But they're obviously not going to do that in the game. But I feel like Mariota really likes that middle part of the field. That's where Delaney Walker rules. When he's healthy, yep. he's been super productive, uh, very reliable. We know there's a chemistry between him and Mariota. There was a huge, uh, there was a huge chemistry for them during Mariota's rookie season. So having a healthy Delaney Walker, uh, a healthy wide receiver core there is only going to help Mariota. Look at, I know he hasn't been a great quarterback the last two years. He's been pretty bad. 
Last year, I'm going to say, I mean, it had everything to do with injury. Um, everyone here in the state of Tennessee, all the people around the building, all the players, some of them I know personally, some of the, the, the personnel people there I know personally, they're saying they believe in Marcus Mariota. Um, I, I believe he's going to have a bounce back season. Like he's not going to be some crazy fantasy uh, quarterback, but I think he is a guy that you could have as your second quarterback and be pretty happy with. Totally, totally. Um, in the tight end position. I don't know if I can say if you want Mariota as a quarterback, though. I don't know if I want him as my quarterback too. I don't even know if he's a starter. He's a starter. That's a, that. You not buying into it? Hill, that's a bunch of crap. Yeah. I mean, people, uh, the 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 beat writers from the Athletic and all the guys yeah. here are saying like that is just not is not true in any way. Okay. Mariota is the starter. Tannehill was brought in because they didn't have a competent backup. Le- yeah, they didn't have an accomplished backup. Tannehill's a good player, but he is the backup quarterback on the Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mario- Mariota will start. Can he get pulled? Yeah, 100%. Will the leash be shorter? Yes, 100%, because they actually have a valid backup. Ryan Tannehill, when he's played, has looked good, but he in no way, shape, or form is close to being the starting quarterback. Marcus Mariota is the guy, and the only one that can take him away from that position is himself. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's fair. And Marcus Mariota will be the only one, I agree with you, that takes him out of that position, but we've seen him take himself out of the position by not sliding, by getting injured, whether it is uh, because of being too risky or just freak accidents. We have seen him be injured before. If Ryan Tannehill takes this job, I don't know that he will give it back. I'm not that I'm exactly confident in Ryan Tannehill, but no matter what, this point being all-encompassing, I still trust Delaney Walker more than anybody else in Tennessee especially from the wideouts, and that includes Corey Davis. Just saying. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean, that's that's the um, the norm most places. And look, I mean, Corey Davis is a guy I like. I'm not getting him a lot of places just because I'm realistic to what the Tennessee offense is going to be. They're going to want to run the ball. I mean, every team says that because that's the truth. You run the ball when you're winning. Uh, I don't know how many football games they'll be winning. I don't many don't know how many times Derrick Henry's going to carry the ball 20 times, and someone's got to make a play. Corey Davis is my best bet for that kind of guy. He's got every tool, and I think this will be the year. We'll take a break here. When we come back, it's three questions in three minutes. Corey Davis, will he take the step? You heard from Eli, his thoughts. We'll give you some more questions and answers on the other side. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, three questions, three minutes. UI, I know you got to go. You got to draft to do that. Unless you want to be on the air while you draft. That's what's here. Yes, coming up in a couple minutes. Uh, I mean, I mean, I can start it on. I mean, I'm I'm pick two, so it's not <laughs> like it's a big deal. I'd like you to. I, I want you to start on. I want I want to see how this goes. I want, I, I'd like to live draft with you uh, with the CBS guys, mainly so I can call out Jake and Nando while we do this. That's kind of my my goal here. That'd be great. Yeah, they're they're definitely in there. Jake actually just texted me. He said, "Are you in the CBS draft?" So. <laughs> All right, here we head go. In, head in. Okay. Three questions, three minutes. Amari Cooper has a uh, 
he what, what is this? he re-aggravated his plantar fasciitis. It reminded him of an injury he sustained in college. Not expect to miss games. Does it make you any more nervous when it comes to Amari Cooper? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's a, a, a an injury that's very hard to get rid of. Uh, it's not like you, you know you, you rest it for a week or a week or two and it, it goes away. This is something that'll probably stick with him all year. People have played with it before. Mario Cooper is a guy that I'm super high on. I'm not dropping him down. Okay. I don't think because I, I believe that the Dallas offense is going to be much much different than it was last year. All right, Amari and Cooper. Betting bet, better in that place. Absolutely. Amari Cooper should be better, and this offense as a whole should be better with the Dallas Cowboys. Question number two comes, uh, comes at you next here, EY. At the wide receiver spot, you've talked a lot today about Mike Williams, so I got to know who you got, Mike Williams or Chris Godwin? Oh, geez, I would have to look. I think I have Godwin. Yeah, Godwin is one above Mike Williams. You're high on both of them. Yep. Yeah, I am. Yep, very high on both. All right. Two breakout candidates uh, for Eric Young, both Chris Godwin and Mike Williams. Third and final question, who would you rather own right now, Tony Pollard or Malcolm Brown? No, no question for me. It's Malcolm Brown. Okay. Um, and that has nothing to do with I, – I don't think that uh, Todd Gurley is going to, to slip a bunch. I still believe in Todd Gurley. Um, but Malcolm Brown is the handcuff there. Daryl Henderson is not ready to be an every-down back in the NFL. Malcolm Brown got paid a bunch of money, and he will be the guy there if, if Gurley isn't. All right, there we go. Three questions, three minutes to have an answer. When we come back, EY's draft begins. We continue on. The BFFs roll on. The Action Hour is next. Hour number two is here. 